fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, yoga? Hi, welcome, welcome to, to what, what the, the Fuck, fuck yoga, yoga Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. And I'm your other host, Katie. Welcome back. Nice to see you again. How's it going? <laughs> I like a dialogue. What? I like a dialogue. A dialogue with our listeners? Yeah, I think yes. that'd be awesome. Too bad I know. It's not just like a phone call. I know. I guess oh, well. we could do like a live thing. No, not we're, yet. No. We're, we're getting not a little ahead of yet. ourselves. <laughs> a little ahead of ourselves. Okay. So maybe this is your first time tuning in. If it is, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. Yay, thank you for listening. We appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so it's our first like big snow day. Yay! So happy. That's one word for it. I love snow. I love, I, love, love snow. Okay, I kind of do. However, I took my dogs out. And it was sleeting this morning before it started snowing. Yeah, it was gross this morning. I brought one of Clyde came back in and he was literally hyperventilating. He was like, oh, (laughs) I had to snuggle him until he was over it. Traumatized. I know, my poor babies. I just feel like if it's going to be cold, I'd rather there be snow. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And then once those like giant fluffy snowballs started fluffy, fluffy, fluffy snow. Just like you like your men. Just like I like my men. (laughs) Shout out to Austin. (laughs) My boo thing. (laughs) He's a giant snowflake, I guess. He's not fat and fluffy. (laughs) Just fluffy. (laughs) Just fluffy. Anyways, what have you been up to, Katie? Oh, man. What a week. Busy. It's been a crazy week. I agree. I know. Mm -hmm. But... Just really excited to start like getting these podcasts put up. So. Yeah, pretty stoked. <laughs> I know. What have you I'm been up to? Too. I've been sick. Yeah. So I apologize, you guys. My voice is sexier than usual. Smelly cat. Smelly, oh, smelly cat. cat. Hope you can handle it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I might be coughing or sneezing or sniffling throughout this episode. So my apologies. But yeah, no, I've been sick, but I feel really good today. Good. Thankfully. I like your yeah, voice. It sounds sexy. I like it too. I like it better this way. Yeah. So if I could just like kick the cold but keep the voice. Yep. But I can't sing. I was trying to sing in the car and I was like, <laughs> my voice is cracking everywhere. You gotta hit those high notes. Not that I can. hit them hard. Not that I can sing normally, but you know, <laughs> just saying. It's probably still an improvement. Yeah, it's an improvement. Burn. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. No. It's okay. I just noticed like listening back to these episodes, mm-hmm. how Chicago I freaking sound. Well, we are from Chicago. So. I know, but I don't I don't hear any accent when I'm talking. talking. And I have a friend from California, and when I went out to visit her, like in high school, all of her friends were like, oh my God, you talk like a movie star. And I was like, I <laughs> have no idea what that means, but thanks. A movie star. Yeah, apparently... They train actors to speak with a Chicago accent Why? because it's the most clear. Not like what we think of Chicago as like, oh, hey, some hot dogs. Duh bears. Duh bears. Yeah. Not that, but like our, <laughs> our clear, consistent I feel like it's consonants. whiny. I feel like it's really whiny. That's, I don't like it. Well, that's what I'm hearing when I listen to this yeah. stuff. And it's, I just, I don't know. I, I thought I was suburban, not like... Duh bears. Duh. Well, we're not yeah, like yeah. duh bears, but I notice it with my name mostly because my name starts with an A. Anna. Yes. So here people say Anna. Anna. Like, e, <laughs> yeah, Anna. But anywhere else I go in the world, it's it's like, hello, Anna. It's, it's not Anna, but it's like, I can't even do it. Anna. Uh, a- Anna. 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 Like an E. Eh. It's like an E, not an E. Anna. Here's my E. Anna. Anna. But yeah. 
So we've lost our half our audience. <laughs> They're just like, this is grating on my ears. Goodbye. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> let's move on to our main topic. Yeah, let's talk about the eight limbs of yoga. Yeah. What the fuck are the eight limbs of yoga? I wish that I knew. I'm just kidding. I do know now because we researched this for you. We so did. You don't have to do it. We researched the fuck out of it. You're welcome. Yeah. In advance. Mm-hmm. I did it on my sickest of sick days. <laughs> I did it this morning. <laughs> Whatever works. On the snowiest of snow days. Or rather, at that point, at the sleetiest of sleet days. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah. You work better under pressure don't you oh yeah I do I don't I need to like I need to like map out my work see I have this thing where I will keep fixing until like there there is no end so if I work ahead of time I'm gonna do 20 times more work than I need to do because I'm like I can make that better even if you're (laughs) And then I get to the point where I'm making it worse. Right. It's like you're overdoing it. Yeah. I have to hit pause because you have a dog hair on your eyelashes. (laughs) And it's like catching the light and it's beautiful. You get the corner. Oh my God. What if I'm just turning into a dog? (laughs) You got it. You got it. It's attached to Anna. (laughs) Anna. This is who I am. It's attached to Anna. Can't you accept me? I also just want to go on a... Short tangent and say we're drinking this really wonderful coffee from Conscious Cup mm. Coffee. Shout out if you live in the area, they're in Crystal Lake. And Katie turned me on to Coffee Pucks. Coffee Pucks are the puckiest. I thought you misspelled a word when you sent me your order. <laughs> what do you think I was trying to say? I was like, a coffee puck? I was like, cup? Did she mean cup? In well, a cup? Duh. It's going to be in a cup. Nope. It's and like, then I asked you, and you were like, like um, no. Bulletproof. It's like fat yeah. and good. It's so, butter it and so coconut oil and cinnamon. And maple syrup. And maple syrup. It's the best drink ever. Yeah, it's really good. I'm really into it. Stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are the eight limbs oh, of yoga? Oh, yeah. What are the eight <laughs> limbs of yoga? So, you may not know this, but yoga goes way deeper than asana, a.k.a. your physical practice. I kind of feel like we harped on that a lot last week. We so did, yeah. You so, might know that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll chill out with that. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. There's going to be a lot of that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, the, the ancient texts that we've talked about before um, in the our history class of history lesson. <laughs> it was a straight up episode. history lesson. Um, those texts break down the various paths to nirvana or enlightenment or bliss or whatever um, your... You want to call it. Yeah, whatever yeah. your belief system calls it. Yeah. And the most well-known path is found in the Yoga Sutras, which again, we mentioned before, um, of Patanjali, which again, they're very, very old, over 2000 years old. Um, this is the eight limbs of the royal yoga path. You also might hear this called um, the Eightfold Yoga. Mm-hmm. It's not to be confused with the Eightfold Path from Buddhism. That is a different thing that yeah. I just learned today. I just learned it just now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You're welcome. So in the sutras, Patanjali lays out um, Ashtanga Yoga, which people still practice today, mm-hmm. and that translates directly to eight limb. Ashta means eight. Anaga, I think it's supposed to be Anga, means limb. So it's pretty literal. And these are these act as steps that guide yogis how to lead a meaningful life with morals and self-discipline, with an eye on their physical and their spiritual health. 
Yeah, and so today we're going to give you um, a somewhat brief overview of the eight limbs. We really want to go into depth, which is why we're going to be bringing you an entire season devoted to the eight limbs. But for now, we're just going to be like skimming the surface. Yep. Yeah. Here's your here's your prim- primer. Your your prep. Your primer? Yeah. Your primer. Primer. It's like a, I don't, I always think of like old school houses when I think of the word primer. Like, they're like a spelling primer and these little (laughs) British children sitting at tables. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm into it. I digress. Okay. Okay. So. Eight limbs. Yamas. (laughs) The the first limb are the yamas. Then we've got niyamas, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. Did I nail it? You nailed it. Woo! That's it. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wait, don't go. Just kidding. But wait, there's more. So we're going to start with the yamas today. Um, You can think of these as like moral codes um, or like a list of things not to do in life. (laughs) These are restraints that we hold for ourselves. So it's the attitude and behavior we have towards people and things outside ourselves. So kind of like the golden rule, don't screw other people over and hopefully they won't screw you over yeah it's the hope yeah. right yeah basically how we interact with the world yes so there are five of these yamas the first one is called ahimsa that translates to non-harming or non-violence in your thought and your action um, a few examples of this would be like peaceful protesting vegetarianism veganism and it also applies to ourselves so um, not harming ourselves. So that, that means like, you're not going to go like jump into a Hanumanasana. <laughs> you're not going to jump into full splits when you have no business being there. And if you do, you're, you're going to hurt yourself, yourself <laughs> real so bad. Practice not harming. Don't, yeah. don't be pushing yourself to the point where your body is breaking. Um, the second of the yamas is satya, and that's truthfulness. So lying is bad. Duh. Duh. That's about it. Don't lie. Uh, The third one is asteya. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Asteya. And that translates to non-stealing, which is pretty obvious, but it can also mean like non-depleting of others' time, energy, or space. So, um, you know, don't cross other people's boundaries. Listen to them. Be on time. Don't be an energy vampire. I'm totally guilty of that sometimes. Are you? A little bit. I don't think so. I hope not. I'm no, not you're not an energy stealer. No, I just, you know, when you're just like, you've had a bad day and you're kind of like, oh man, and blah, blah, blah. And like, you can kind of tell when somebody's like, oh yeah, that sucks. I'm so sorry. And then all of a sudden they're like, I no longer give a shit. And you're like, you just part of, we're all guilty of that. Right. We all have shitty days. Right. But there are some people who just keep going with it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like being that person who's like, okay. Always whining and complaining or like, oh my God, my life sucks. Right. You can vent to a certain point. You can ask for support, but at a certain point you have to go, okay, is this, this other person's problem or is this something that I need to turn a mirror on and figure out myself? Yeah. Or get help. Or get help. Or get help. Get some help. The last... Was that the last? Yeah. No? No? Two more. Two more. (laughs) The next of the yamas is brahmacharya. And this means continence, which the first thing I think of is like peeing. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Don't pee. Don't no pee. peeing allowed. <laughs> Yoga does not allow the practice of peeing. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> but what they mean by continence is actually chastity um, and abstaining from sex or other pleasure. That sucks. <laughs> well, it's it's a common Jesse is a common belief in a lot of spiritual traditions. Um, yeah, however, it is. it is in our modern society. There's not really a premium put on there. So while traditionally they, um, what? Why are you giggling? I don't know. Are you giggling because of the word sex and <laughs> orgasm, Katie? Is that why? No, I was just trying to figure out how to like put she, this whole pair. She pointed at the word orgasm <laughs> in our notes and went he 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 he. I am a mature adult, damn it! I'm trying to figure out how to get from say the words. No. Okay, no. No, go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to say, so we'll just like lay it all on the line for you guys. It's believed that when you orgasm, um, you lose energy, like vital energy, um, and they believe that you should be conserving this energy to progress along the yoga pa- yogic path, which I actually can kind of it see. It makes sense. It is totally a loss of energy. Right. It's like a buildup of energy and then boom, it's all gone. I mean, <laughs> it ex- is. Can you explain the birds and the bees to me again, please, Anna? <laughs> when a woman and a man come together. Oh, no, God. <laughs> I just like, had flashbacks to like fifth grade. I know. But another way to think about this is that seeking of pleasure. Yeah. If we're putting all this energy into the seeking of pleasure, you're not seeking the yogic path. You're not seeking right. enlightenment. So it's kind of a waste of energy. It's putting your energy into the wrong place. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, then we start talking about the Tantra yoga tradition yeah. and they revere that energy. So there's definitely different, mm-hmm. we're, we're not telling you what to, what be to do or here. anything. Yeah. Right. Cause we certainly are not. No, so. we're not advocating a celibate lifestyle <laughs> yeah. is where we're trying to go with this. <laughs> um, but do focus on, you know, finding the right use for your energy. So right. instead of like spending it on, oh my God, I'm going to get a new whatever. It can translate to like uh, material things too. Right. Like if you spend all your energy, like I need to buy this, 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 and that, and that, and that. I you wish can't you see what I'm doing. <laughs> that Anna's like flicking money out of I'm her making it rain. <laughs> She's making it rain all over my dining room table. With all the money I wish I had. Fake money. <laughs> Monopoly money. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, have sex if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story, go bone. Yeah. Um, so another example of brahmacharya um, is if we feel like super busy and exhausted all the time. So, which we do, like yeah. you walk, walk around and you're like, totally. Oh, how's it? I think I literally started this episode by saying how busy I was. Yes, tonight. that's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm part of the problem. I got to get my brahmacharya in check. Get it in check, get girl. In check. <laughs> so think about like all the things that overwhelm you on a weekly basis. How many of those do you actually need to survive? What can you cut out? Right. And it's about working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. So we have this premium of on stress in our society where we're just like, oh, you're you're not stressed out? You must not be working hard right. enough. It's like really glorified. Sick. Yeah. And yeah. I fall into that too. And I'm just like... Everyone does. The other day, I'm like running around doing errands and then like, oh my God, I have so many things to get to. And then it's like, okay, I could have just gone to the bank and right. that's it. 
I didn't yeah. need groceries tonight. Right. We could have eaten whatever was in the fridge mm-hmm. and I could have gone tomorrow, but I didn't. Right. So it's, I don't know, we just need to kind of reassess what we have to do and what we can Prioritize. Do. Yes. And spend your energy where it should be. Yeah. And things that make you happy. The last yama is a parigraha. I like that one. A parigraha. Parigraha. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's a song. It is. What is, Wait, what is the song? Parigraha. <laughs> I know. It is a song. Isn't it a Rihanna song? Oh, I got it. But what is it? It's like some kind of, it's like Daft Punk or something. Um, it's not Rihanna. It's something. It's not, but she did like a, her own song and like inserted that into the um, oh. chorus or something. But it is its own song. Oh my God. This is going to drive us absolutely up the wall, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll That's okay. Anyways. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Anyways, the parigraha means non-grasping. Can think of this as like rejection of greed, simplicity, non covetousness. <laughs> Don't covet stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like we were talking about before, I guess. Yeah. With like material items. So, like, come from a place of abundance and gratitude. You know, too many possessions are thought to only distract the mind. Yeah. Don't yeah. be jealous. Don't be jelly. Be happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't work toward more. It right. just means that you're content. With what you have? Yeah. I I feel like that's what I've been working on a lot this year when I, like, I, so, little background story. I moved in with my boyfriend back in March, so that was, like, what, seven months ago or something? Mm-hmm. A little over half a year ago. And we had nothing. We had my bed. That was it. So we moved into um, a two-bedroom townhome with literally nothing except a bed. And so right away, I, of course, was like, we need everything. So we spent like, oh my God, I don't even know how many Mondays, which is our only day off during the week, just going from furniture store to furniture store to thrift store to furniture store and not buying, honestly not buying anything because I was like, well, let's just drop all the money that we have and go into serious debt and get a bedroom set and a kitchen table and a couch and a coffee table, like everything. And and I mean, I was in tears some days because oh, yeah. Austin had to sit me down and be like, neither of us have $3,000 to drop in a bedroom set. Like, right. where, where are you getting this idea that this is a good idea? Right. You know? And he's like, you just need to be patient. And he was right. And we ended up finding all this really great stuff over the last seven months. Like, our bedroom set, used. Found it on Facebook. Nailed it. Yeah. Same with our kitchen table. He built us a coffee table. You know what I mean? Like we we spent minimal money, didn't go into any debt. We have all these beautiful use pieces with a story, with history. Um, And we still don't have anything on our walls or anything like that. But And I still struggle. Like I look at our windows and I'm like, yeah, I would just love to drop like a couple hundred dollars on curtains right now. But it's like, why? We don't need that. You don't need curtains. We don't have curtains and we should really have curtains. But why? You don't need curtains. You have blinds. No, not in here. In the front room. Oh. Like, there's, if I'm home alone, yeah. sorry, totally derailing no, the conversation. No, it's okay. Totally cool. Our sidewalk is really close to the house, and oh, it's angled, yeah. so it kind of looks like people are, like, walking up to my Oh, window. that's creepy. And I do this thing where I'm like, keep your eyes on the TV. <laughs> don't look at them. Don't look at them. <laughs> but totally off point. No, sorry. it's all good. So just basically, like, I struggled a lot when we first moved in, and I, I did spend a bunch of stupid money on, like... 
honestly, on like pillows and pillowcases <laughs> for our couch. Oh my God, I love throw pillows. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go on Pottery Barn website, which is like the most expensive place in the world. And oh my God, I spent so much, I can't believe how much money I spent on pillows. I'm like you know still what? mad at myself it's about done. that. I know it's done. It's done. It's done. But and it's nesting because I'm like this yeah. season makes me want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do house projects. Yeah. I want to make the space where I live prettier. Yeah. And it is about finding that balance though. Cause like right. I, we just, we had some wedding money. So we got a bed that can actually accommodate oh, our yeah, yeah, I saw families. all her beautiful new pieces today. Um, <laughs> so there's like, you know, it's, it's finding that balance it where is. you can nest and feel comfortable in your home. Mm-hmm. But you're not obsessing over it. And I may right. have obsessed over the idea of having a bed that I wasn't getting pushed off of by <laughs> two dogs and a cat. Oh, yeah. And a husband who thinks he deserves the more bed. of the bed. <laughs> so, you know, it's balance. It totally is. Yeah. So Aparigraha is my lesson this year. Yes. So the yamas have nothing to do with posture or meditation. Um but they lead to those. Mm-hmm. So um, these moral attitudes that the yamas teach us are meant to bring our instinctual life into order. It's like a list of prereqs, prerequisites. <laughs> it's like a list of prerequisites. I just think of school. I know. Like, yeah, if you went to uni or anything like that. What is uni? University. College. What are you sorry? Europe? No, but that's what I everyone says uni. over there. I'm sorry when I like was in Australia and traveling. <laughs> is what everyone said. So now I just say uni. I think because it, so it makes more cooler. sense. Yeah, yeah. Because university. If we just say college, I mean college. I don't know college. I just think uni sounds cooler. College sounds so Ivy League. Yeah, which is it's weird. just uni. That's what I say. I like uni. <laughs> anyway, um, so to our overseas listeners, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one day, yeah, one we'll day get there. we'll get there. So that <clears throat> was all the first limb. That was all the yamas. Yeah, it's yamas, just one limb, <laughs> right? The yamas and the niyamas have parts. The other ones are just straight up single focus yeah. limbs. Mm-hmm. So that was limb number one, yamas. We're moving into limb number two, niyamas. So the niyamas continue to harness the psychological energy uh, freed up by the practice of moral disciplines or the yamas, which is what we just covered. Right. Um, so because we practice the yamas or the restraints, we have now retained more energy to spend time on the niyamas or observances. Yes. yes. Spiritual observances. Uh-huh. So the niyamas are how we relate <clears throat> to ourselves inwardly. So the yamas were outwardly toward other people in the world the niyamas are inwardly to ourself. Yes. So the application of the niyamas is meant to harmonize our inner self. So through discipline, spiritual observances, purification, meditation, um, contemplative walks, attending your church or temple or whatever sacred site you hold, that is all meant to harmonize us. Yes. That sounds lovely. Thank you. I wonder what it's like to be harmonized. <laughs> like a tuning fork. I know. I'll just smack Ding. it over. Yeah. <laughs> so again, there are five niyamas. Oh, the first one is called shocha. Ooh, no, that was a no it's not. It's not called that. Saucha. It's called saucha. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. It's called saucha. Uh, and that means <clears throat> cleanliness or purity of mind, speech, and body. So... You should be mindful about what you ingest, both physically and ment- mentally. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing pretty good for being there. Thanks. Um, 
Should we say the quote? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Say the quote. So there's this quote that was in my teacher training manual and it, uh, and everywhere. Yeah. And everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's by John Wesley Weasley. Wesley, probably. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's Weasley. I hope it's Weasley. This is by a Weasley. Yeah, one of the Weasleys. We're just say that. Yes. So the quote is, cleanliness is next to godliness. I don't know the last time I washed my hair. I was <laughs> just going to say, I am due for a shower and a hair washing today before work. Well, it's interesting that we're both scuzzy because <laughs> this cleanliness, while it does include um, some physical like daily ablutions that you know, you should go through. It's not just about physical cleanliness. So I personally do not believe in showering every five minutes. No. Um, it's not good for you. Right. But... You need those oils, yo. need those oils. Especially <laughs> in the winter, my hands uh, are just like bloody. Everything my gets so dry so on me. Same. Um, and my scalp gets really dry. I know. And itchy. I can make it snow right now. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it is snowing. <laughs> Actually, that you know, gross. go on. I'm sorry. Do it. It's disgusting. No. <laughs> I liked it. I will not. Um, so sancha <laughs> is not just like showering and washing your hands and all that stuff. It's more about cleansing ourselves of bad habits yes. and our bad thought processes. Mm-hmm. So if we do yoga with kind of a an impure motive, a scuzzy motive, yeah. you're absorbing that first. So if you're if you're thinking like I'm gonna I'm gonna go do my yoga today and I'm gonna hit it hard because mm-hmm. I'm on a six pack, right? Your body is absorbing that not necessarily pure aspect of the reasoning why you're doing yoga. Yeah, your intentions are off. Right. So your body has to process all that junk before it actually gets to like the spiritual meat of your practice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a distraction. But I mean, to be fair, that's why a lot of people start yoga. Right. And right? that's totally fine. Yeah. Like that's. Your prerogative to do that. Totally. But if you're looking at the overall philosophical totally. yeah. aspect of yoga, that's not the, the motive. Yeah. So yeah. We're here with you at whatever phase of the we're on. <laughs> and I think it also means like what you ingest like mentally, like we said. So like social media. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at Facebook all day and Instagram, you know, like just I don't know. Be careful, and just that's like cool too. Your mind. But you have to. Your body has to process all of that stuff right. before it processes all the cool stuff in your life too. Then yeah, so it's just more distraction. Just be mindful. The second niyama is santosa. That's my Chicago coming out. San, San santosa. San, santosa, and that's contentment or gratitude. So. Again, very much opposed to our current consumer-driven lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about focusing on what you have, not on what you don't. So be grateful for all the things in your life, which yeah. honestly, if I can tell you, if I have one tip for you today to take home, it's every morning, wake up and like say out loud one thing that you're grateful for. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. I've been doing that in my bullet journal. When I was journaling every day, yep. I've like gotten off track. I like go through phases with my journaling. Right now, I'm not doing it, and yeah. I should be. But when I am journaling every day, <laughs> at the end of my entry or whatever, I always write three good things that I'm grateful <gasps> for for that day that happened. Three things. Mm-hmm. Well, you should be able one. to find three. Look, there's a little like, one upper here. This is like one that's thing. Right. I like it. I like three things. Do that. And some days I struggle. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. What good happened today? <laughs> no, and, and you know what, though? I always find three things. It's true. Yeah. And it's, it's just, easy. That little shift in the morning, too, can mm-hmm. totally 
change your your perspective on yeah. life. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. Like, there's, you know, people have crappy years. People have right. crappy weeks. Yeah. And if you just go, oh, you know what? My friend over here has been supporting me through this. Or right. I just got, you know, wedding money so I could get a bookshelf right. and a new bed. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's these things that we need to kind of keep our perspective on. Totally. Cool. Uh, where are we? Tapas? And is that the mm-hmm. third or fourth? That's the third. Third? Okay. So tapas is the third niyama, um, and that translates to austerity or heat. You can also think of it as like effort and your discipline. Uh, so practices such as prolonged standing or sitting, so like seated meditation or something like that. Um, hunger, thirst, fasting, silence, if you want like a silent meditation retreat, um, being able to withstand cold or heat, which I am not good at. (laughs) Um, but it shouldn't be confused with like fanatic self torture. So you can take this a little too far. Like asceticism. Yeah. Yes. That's the word I was searching for when I typed that out and I couldn't think of it. Thank you. You're welcome. It is terrifying. I remember learning that from, what was that book? Um, Dan Brown. Ah, uh, the Da Vinci yeah, Tom Code. Han- yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Mr. Yeah, Tom Hanks. I was like, oh, that's, that's scary. Yeah, super oh, scary. Oh, I'm doing that stuff. Yeah, so don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> However, the fiery passion for your um, practice or for your well-being um, can burn <clears throat> away the impurities. So that's where that heat comes from. This fiery passion can burn away the impurities. Yeah. And it's more about perseverance than going harder. So it's more about, it's not like you have to get on your mat and sweat and get right. into these poses and just keep building, building, building. It's more about just getting on the mat, showing up, being disciplined, mm-hmm. having that work ethic. And it's not just ethic. It's not just about, you know, Yoga, it's about following through in real life too. So yes, if you, you know, going to bed on time or eating things that nourish your body on a regular basis. Yes. And that's tapas. <laughs> and that is tapas. Next is svadhyaya. I love these words. <laughs> svadhyaya. Svadhyaya. Uh, study of the self. So this would include your yoga practice, journaling like we were just talking about. Um, the purpose is not intellectual learning, but absorption into ancient wisdom. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so the pondering of truths that have been revealed by seers or ancient sages. We kind of talked a little bit about that in the last episode. Yes. <clears throat> it's, again, this is kind of like holding up that mirror and analyzing. Am I saying and doing things that reflect who I think I am? Mm-hmm. So if you if you're like I'm such a chill person and blah 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 and I'm just relaxed and all of a sudden you're like oh but if I look at myself I've freaked out yeah. at literally everybody in my life yeah how do you bring that more into alignment who right. do you want to be who do you think you are and how are you actually behaving yeah I think we could all oh use yeah. a little spotty yeah yeah absolutely Oh, you say this one. (laughs) (laughs) Ishvara Pranidhana. Ishvara Pranidhana. Is the last Niyama, and that's the devotion to a higher source. Whatever that may be for you. Whatever that may be. And it's, it's, it can be God, if you believe in God. Mm -hmm. It can be the universe, if you believe in the, um, you know, the, the way we capitalize energy and all that. Right. It can be nature. Or it can be the collective conscious, just something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And Ishvara actually means a state of collective consciousness 
meaning that it's it's not really about like a God figure. Right. God is all of us, quote, God yeah. is all of us as a whole. And that's kind of like what my belief system has always been. I don't yeah. believe in like a a figure. Same. I yeah. I always think we are we are one. <laughs> Thanks, Lion King. But it's like this this concept of this mass collective like I, I know what you're trying to say because right. I kind of believe the same thing. Yeah. And the word God used to really bother me when I was yeah, younger. Me too. Because I, I used to call myself, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm still going to say it though. I used to call myself a recovering Catholic. Oh, that's what I call myself all the time. <laughs> yes. Yay. Because that's think how I'm recovered. I was, yeah, I think I'm recovered too. <laughs> that's how my, so my dad was Catholic and my mom was atheist. So I got the best of both <laughs> worlds. Um, and we love Catholics. You're yeah. Yeah, whatever. You. you do you. But, um, so yeah, probably like my late teens, early twenties, like anytime the word God was used in like a meditation I was listening to, or, mm-hmm. um, I had these, um, the cards, what are those cards called? That we, not tarot cards, but they're like tarot cards. cards. Yeah. Like my goddess cards. I haven't had another deck though. I can't think of the word for them. Meditation cards? They're, yeah, they're like meditation oh, cards or cards. tarot cards, but they all have like positive meanings. But like some of them would cards? like... Me- yeah, basically. But they some of them would like mention God and it would like really bother me for some reason. I, I don't know why. Same thing. I, yeah, I was like, no, no, just no. <laughs> I think when when you're raised in a religion that you don't believe or follow, yeah. it feels like it's just impounded into you. Yeah. And that's kind of I no, I I totally know that thing. Like left a it, bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. And it just it's so forced the way we kind yeah. of like Pass religion on mm-hmm. in these organized ways really doesn't offer any kind of choice or autonomy right. until you're older. Yeah. And I think that's what I struggled with a lot. Where mm-hmm. It was like, how come this decision was made for me when mm-hmm. I was born? Right. Yeah, that's true. So, oh my God, we could go into this for like yeah, years. Yeah, I'm not going to. All my damage. Yeah. To make a long story short, it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> me I just basically replaced the word God with universe. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Word. Word. Um, <laughs> to just find a way to navigate yes. your way through all that exactly, junk. And, and, you know, I think we're, our experience is that we were really oversensitive to mm-hmm. the word God and to a lot of the verbiage. So just kind of be a little more passive, look over that and right. take what you can from it. Um, there's a lot of parts of established religions that I totally believe in. Just right. like the golden rule that's in the Bible a lot. Right. There's also a lot of other stuff in the Bible that I find incredibly offensive. <laughs> so it's just about <clears throat> not taking anything as a whole. Take the parts and do what you want. Yes. With it. Take whatever resonates with you. Yes. Um, Ishvara Pranidhana, another part of that is is to be flexible in life. So it's surrendering to this higher this thing that's bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the person who's like, just let it all happen. Let the universe do stuff to you. I like to be the driver in my life. But there are sometimes that things happen that are completely outside of your control. Yes. And instead of getting like, no, <laughs> just don't fight it, <laughs> which is what I like. This, this is was, a big lesson for me. Oh. Instead of going into road rage mode. Yeah. Just navigate around that. Yeah. Figure out those things are going to happen. You just have to accept and trust right. and navigate your for way a reason. Through. It's way easier said than done. Yeah, for you sure. You know, but Because I'm the first one happens. who's like, I must have control of the <laughs> yeah. situation. And that, 
rounds out the Niyamas. So today's going to be another two-parter. Thanks for listening to the Yamas and Niyamas. Tune in on our next episode to hear about the rest of the eight limbs. Yeah. So uh, make sure that you visit our website at WTFYogaPodcast.com for uh, show notes and all of our sources. Or feel free to email us at WTFYogaPodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. bye. Bye. What the fuck? Hey, Hey guys. guys. We hope you love what you hear on What the Fuck Yoga Podcast. If you do, please like and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook and the Gram, aka Instagram. Send us your burning questions or comments to WTFYogapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.